Welcome to Rumble with Michael Moore, and this is our special mini-podcast series that we're doing here for 12 days from now until January 6th. This series is called Blue Dots in a Red Sea, How to Win When You're Blue in a Red State. In our first two episodes, we've already told you about all the Democrats who've won in red districts, red areas, all across the country last month in the midterm elections. In episode two, we talked to you about how if you live in a red area or you have family or friends that live there, you're not alone. You are not alone. Even in the worst Trump-supporting districts where he may have won 70% of the vote, that still means thousands and thousands of voters voted for Biden. They're like-minded people, like-minded to you. And all you have to do is find them, organize them, get together with them, and build from there. Today's episode, number three, is called They are more blue than you or they know. And the they I'm referring to are your neighbors. Thousands upon thousands of them in blue states and red states. They are not registered as Democrats. They are not members of the Democratic Party. They have never paid dues to the Democratic Party. They've never written a campaign contribution check to a single Democrat running for office. In fact, The very idea of the Democrats, to many of them, repulses them. They would never call themselves a Democrat. And if a polling company calls their phone and asks them if they say, approve, do you approve or disapprove of the job President Biden is doing? They mostly always will say, mark me down as disapprove. But it's not because they're a Republican or a white supremacist, just the opposite. It's because they are probably in their soul old school Democrats and have given up long ago after 30 years of watching the Democratic Party cave in, compromise, become wimps. And they believe that actually Biden hasn't gone far enough to support unions and working families and women and the like. That's why they disapprove. They disapprove because they believe Biden's gone back on his campaign promises. They believe, as Chris Hedges pointed out this week, that the Democrats are now the war party, increasing the defense budget, increasing homeland security. They think Biden should be cutting these things or spending the money on things that will help the working and the poor people of this country. They think Biden should be forcing Putin to the peace table, not giving billions more in weapons to Ukraine to keep the war going. The entire pacifist wing, the anti-war wing of liberal America, opposes Biden. And this is what the media gets wrong. When the polls show that, say, 57% of Americans disapprove of Biden, the conclusion that the media draws is that, oh, that means 57% are going to vote for the Republicans. That's why they always get this wrong. Nothing could be further from the truth. The media and the Democratic Party, they want to believe that there is no left in this country. They want you to believe there's no progressive left. 
When Bernie won nearly half the states in the 2016 Democratic primaries, they freaked out and they went on a purge of the left. The left knew that Hillary couldn't win and they were right. So the Democratic Party power structure decided to punish the Bernie wing of the Democratic Party. I'm not going to get into that. That's for another episode. But suffice it to say, I saw it up front and personal. And then Hillary herself refused to go and campaign in states that Bernie won, like Michigan. Why? I mean, seriously, sometimes it seems like the DNC hates the left more than it hates Republicans. And I think that's because they know that we are the ones who are actually going to eventually fulfill the dreams of FDR and JFK and Jesse Jackson and Shirley Chisholm. So when you hear Biden has a 57% disapproval, just shave 20 points off that right away because it's not Republicans, it's the left. 20 points of people who represent the left in this country who just want Biden to do the job that he was elected to do. And, you know, I've been very supportive of many of these great things that Biden has won and succeeded in. But I just want to be clear when you understand why we're having to reach out to people who used to vote and no longer vote or only vote occasionally because they feel let down by this party that was supposed to be fighting for them. So let's get back to your neighbors who would now no longer ever be caught dead calling themselves a Democrat. And yet, and here's the spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I say this to all of you blue dots out there trying to survive in a sea of red that you live in. And I'm telling you that much to your surprise and much to their surprise, many, many of your neighbors already agree with you. They are already blue even if they don't know it. How do I know this? It's simple. Because they, they want to breathe clean air. They want to drink clean water. They want safe roads without holes in them. They want the best schools for their kids. They believe in the golden rule. They don't like bullies. The majority don't own a gun. And they hate the fact that their five-year-olds are forced to go through active shooter drills. They despise that the government thinks it has a right now to be in your consenting adult bedroom. And they'd really like to know why they are paying record inflation prices during a time of record low unemployment, record profits, a recent rare increase in workers' wages, a robust stock market, and a time when the U.S. is now so energy self-sufficient we no longer have to import hardly any expensive overseas oil. The inflation we're suffering from is actually because there has been an increase in corporate greed and how the rich have taken advantage of this pandemic. Because I want to tell you about Billy Bob. 
Billy Bob just found out from his wife, Mary Sue Bob, who just got home from the Piggly Wiggly supermarket where she works the cash register in aisle four. She just found out that Ricky Bob, who works the same exact job next to her in aisle five, he's paid a dollar more per hour than she is. A dollar more than Billy Bob's wife, Mary Sue. Ricky Bob is making more money doing the same exact job. Well, when Billy Bob just found this out, he went ballistic. And within an hour, unbeknownst to him, he had become a raging feminist. And he is now with Mary Sue on the phone calling the other women at the store to organize a goddamn meeting. (laughs) That, my friends, is how change happens. Not because of party politics. It's personal experience and obvious unfairness and injustice. Billy Bob instantly realizes that his family is being cheated out of $40 a week only because his wife is a woman. And by being paid that $40 less each week, well, what could that $40 go to? That could mean they could go out on Saturday night, have a date with themselves. Or it's the cost of two kids' backpacks for school. If you add it up annually for 12 months of that, it's two months worth of rent payments because Billy Bob's wife makes a dollar less an hour than the man working next to her. That's what turns Billy Bob blue. That's what makes him part of the blue tsunami. But the Democratic Party apparatus still has never understood how to reach out to the already existing blue voters that are there, there for the taking, there for for the grace of whatever, like Billy Bob. That's why you, wherever you are, and especially in the red states, you have to start your own Democratic Party locally. And you may have to do it without the help of or in spite of the state Democrats or the federal Democrats but that's okay. That's okay. You don't need them. They've written you off a long time ago. You're in a red state. You live in Utah or Mississippi. We're not sending any organizers or money down there. (laughs) Except you'd think to the Democrats, Mississippi would be at the top of their list. It's the largest black state in the country. The highest percentage of the population that is black is in Mississippi. It's over 35%. Because African-Americans generally do vote for the Democrats, you think they'd be down there trying to get every Democratic vote they can get. Or how about Texas? You think that would be a Democratic state by now? You think they would be maybe after Mississippi, they'd be number two on the list because it's the largest Hispanic state in the country. But no, the Democrats now for too long, they've looked at this the wrong way. They're too stuck in their old patterns. Well, you know, that's a red state. Don't send them any money. So the cavalry is never coming to the rescue if you live there. So stop waiting for them. 
you can turn it around. And it's not just red states. The Bronx knew they'd been written off or taken for granted for decades. So they finally got fed up and voted for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ferguson, Missouri elected Cori Bush to Congress. Black Detroit elected a radical Palestinian American in a district that was less than 10% Muslim. They all serve in Congress now. And with today's lesson here on this podcast, they are more blue than you realize your neighbors. You can begin to see that it's not just as simple as red and blue. In fact, as bad as you think you have it living in a red state, those who live in blue areas sometimes have to fight certain Democrats who've crossed over to where the money and the power is. They've forgotten their main job. This is a nationwide struggle. One, though, that we are winning and we will win. So there's no crying in politics. You got stuck living in a deep red state? Suck it up and fight. The rest of us are here to join you, like we did last month in the red state of Nebraska, where the good people of America got behind the poor and the working poor of Nebraska and voted yes on a ballot proposal, raising the minimum wage by over 60%. It passed because all those Nebraskans who are derided by us for being red and backwards, well, they just passed the bluest of blue laws to give a massive pay raise to the lowest paid workers in their state. That, my friends, is called an act of pure democratic socialism in a state full of corn and rednecks. <laughs> rednecks, really? Really? Yeah. That's how you want to look at it? Well, as I said, they are more blue than even you know. And the sooner that we acknowledge that, the sooner we will turn red into blue. Just ask our new feminist, Billy Bob. I'll be back tomorrow with our next mini podcast edition of Blue Dots in a Red Sea. How to win when you're blue in a red state. Thanks for tuning into this. Please share this podcast with friends, family that live in red states. If you live in a blue state, you have red parts of your state. Trust me, you know this. This is work we all need to do and we can do. So many Americans already agree with us. Let's make this victory happen. We can make this happen in the next election. I totally believe this. We did something great in the midterms. We could do it again here in two years. My thanks to my producer and my editor, Angela Vargos, and to all of you for participating in this blue tsunami that we're going to keep going here in the United States of America. I'll see you tomorrow.